like, no food after dinner. And then they're in bed and they're like, I just want a little snack. I'm like, we don't do that around here. Until after you go to sleep. Until after you go to sleep, they come up and like, I had a nightmare. Why are you eating a whole box of Cheez-Its, Dad? Yeah. Yikes. My wife, yesterday, I was like, babe, did you mean to leave the oven on? It was all of us bedtime. And she just like walks up to me. She's like, I'm making secret cookies. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's record the intro now. So what is, Milkless. Because I think we start with the name. Two dads. We love our kids. But then we also need them to know that we're like pretty cool and it's not like a wimpy podcast. So, hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Milkless. Hey, welcome. Hey. Hey, hey, Milkless. Call the audience, Milkless. What's up, Milkless? <laughs> Matt, Max, coming at you. What if that's it? <laughs> that's our first take. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about Food. How do you get your kids to eat something healthy? How do you get your kids to eat something that's not a snack? This has been a son of a bitch in my house. So I'm going to ask Max a lot about what he does. We're just going to talk about what's worked for us, what hasn't worked for us. Maybe try to make people feel more normal when their kids are a real pain in the ass at dinner time. Let's do it. All right, Matt, today we're talking about food. With our kids, what they eat, how to get them to eat, picky eaters. There's a lot of science and data out there pretty much supporting every way, which way, and whatever. I'm going to start with one little quick study. 2020 American Academy of Pediatrics says picky eating starts early and stays. So children age four to nine, if they are picky eater then, they're probably going to be picky eater later. So how do you combat that? Fuck, that's bad news. I got a picky eater. Yeah. (laughs) What do you, what's what's your general household sitchy? Oh man, I mean... It's just like really only wanting macaroni and cheese. Mm, like it, it is always kind of a battle to get anything new or unfamiliar. We'll do the thing where you like, can you just try a bite and they'll like take the smallest bite ever. And before it's possible to taste anything, just like don't like it. So vegetables are hard. It's hard to get away from like just, you know, snack food, snack food, snack food, trying to stay out of the power struggle, but also get something decent into you know her body um i don't think we've done a great job of this so i want you to tell me how you did it what's it look like at your house all right well i'll tell you what we do and uh you tell me if there's anything different or maybe it's just luck and different palates but um what we've been doing pretty much since very early on our kids eat everything like literally everything like yesterday i was like who wants to try this kimchi I'm like, I don't even really like it. But, and they're like, yeah, both of our five and seven-year-old, like, mm, that's really good. Like, so they'll eat everything and anything. One thing we've always done is like, there's no separate meals. They're always going to eat what we eat. If otherwise, they're going to be hungry. Hungry kids are going to eat whatever. Second, like they say, like, don't put salt on kids' foods, right? There's a lot of guidance that says don't use salt. Kids' kidneys can't handle salt. So long story short, I looked at how much that is. It's like around like 20 shakes of a five-hold salt shaker. That's a lot. So a lot of times, I know. So a lot of times when you're doing baby-led weaning, they'll say just, you know, avocado or, you know, sweet potato. Don't put any salt on it because the kidneys can't handle it. And the kids don't really like it. So we've always used salt. And I always taste every food that we give them. If it doesn't taste good to me, I don't think that they're going to like it. You know, you hear a lot of times where people are like, oh, I grew up not liking X. I don't like this mm-hmm. because their parents sucked at cooking. Yeah. you got That's a, a big part of it. Like food has to taste good. Yeah. My parents are definitely now discovering vegetables <laughs> as, as grandparents that they had written off when they were 12 because they were coming out of a can. Right. So I put salt on my kids' food. Mm-hmm. Like age one to three, the guidance is 1,200 milligrams. That's 31 shakes. 
a day. Age four to eight, 1,500 milligram. That's 39 shakes of, of a five-hold salt shaker. So you don't want to be giving kids processed, salty-ass foods. With that said, if you're going to go whole food, you know, baby led weaning, throwing some salt on there gets them to start eating it. Butter too. We, yeah, heavy on the butter. Yeah. So does butter work for you at all? Like, or ketchup? Do you guys use ketchup? Ketchup is not as much of a hit. Salt and butter we use a lot. And I do remember eating that just in my own research on my own health. If you're eating whole foods, you can salt them yeah. and don't worry about it too much. It's it's a like a Lunchable is what's really going to, yeah. you know, <laughs> just shoot you through the roof of your... Thinking about the saltiness of those little discs of ham. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. So good. Yeah. So salty. And they can like... Don't they, they don't even have to be refrigerated, do they? Like, they can just be, like, lightly cooled. In the nuclear apocalypse, the Lunchables will still be fresh. But anyway, we were pretty healthy for a long time. Moved to Europe, all, a lot of whole foods, a lot of organic stuff, whatever. Then we come back to America, and we were kind of excited with all the foods again. I completely forgot. I, I found Pop-Tarts. I'm like, oh, my God, guys, have you ever had a Pop-Tart? They're like, No. Is this actually breakfast? I'm like, yeah, I used to have it every kind of. I used to have it every fucking morning from like in like middle school and high school. It's so good. This cereal has marshmallows in it. I'm like, yeah, dude. America, fuck yeah. Isn't that awesome? And then so I'm like showing them all these American things. Like they're eating it like, is this is this real? Is this allowed? So there, so they were we we went, got maybe a year or so where we were having more unhealthy foods. It's easier. The kids like them. Highly processed. And then I had this weird thing in the back of my head where I was kind of thinking, you know, I grew up on a lot of processed foods. I'm like taller than both my parents. Maybe some of that growth hormone mm. <laughs> helped me out a little. Don't want to go too organic with the kids. So give them a couple years of like total dog shit, you know, processed yeah. food. But anyway, my wife and I just realized like, man, we got to get back to like what we used to do. Yeah. But they like, you know, sweet stuff sometimes for breakfast. So instead, we're like, oh, do you want whole fat yogurt, blueberries, and pretty much as much honey as you want on top? Mm-hmm. Like, this is amazing. Honey is big at our house. Honey's such a win. Yeah, because it's like, come on. It's, it's fine. Have a lot of honey. Yeah. Yeah, my wife was big when we had babies on like, we're going to put everything in front of them. They're going to try everything. And I can remember taking my daughter. We were on a trip and we were... Uh, near Puget Sound and I got like a poke bowl and she was eating raw salmon and but then as she got older and this is kind of common it, it kind of coincides with the age where kids start being able to walk they get less trusting of new foods which is a little there's an evolutionary reason for that like in the wild once kids can walk they can't just be grabbing everything and trying to eat it because they'll eat some poison right so we've had all these foods in front of her when we were young and then it just felt like the things she would eat got narrower and narrower. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard, I don't like that anymore. We'd be like, baby, you've had this a bunch of times. She's like, yeah, I don't like it anymore. And then really getting into the power struggle of, we had the goal of there are no separate meals. This is what's on your table. But my daughter is so fucking stubborn that she will go hungry. Yeah. She will just go hungry. And then and then it gets into the thing of like they want a snack after dinner and then you're like no snacks, but then they're starving and they're like crying in their bed. They're like, can I please have a banana? And it's like, yeah. Yep. We actually, to be honest, we, do, we deal with a couple of things too. Like our seven-year-old doesn't like peas anymore. He used to cut off his arms and legs to have a pea. Uh-huh. He loved them. So yeah, that sort of thing happens. But what we do is I've instilled this in them since they were very, very little. One, in this family, we always try a bite. 
and then you don't have to eat it. And two, I explain constantly, you know, ad nauseum, and my wife gets really annoyed at how much I say the same shit over and over, but I let them know, guys, you know, daddy didn't used to like mushrooms, but our mouth is always changing, so we always try it. The only food I really don't like is cantaloupe. Oh, interesting. I eat it every time I see cantaloupe. You just keep trying. I try a bite, I'm like, people like this. Yeah. It tastes like metal to me, like blood or something. Like, I eat it, I'm like... Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. get every time like, oh, cantaloupe and prosciutto. Have you tried it? I'm like, like 700 times. Dude, people are so annoying with that shit because I don't like tomatoes. My wife doesn't either. I eat everything else basically, but not tomatoes. And people will be like, well, what about ketchup? It's like, why are you trying to fucking catch me in a lie? But what I'd say is, do you try tomatoes every once in a while? I'll tell you the last tomato I tried. We were in Italy on our honeymoon, and they were like, we grow these tomatoes right over Like, this is a really yeah. great Italian accent I'm doing. They're like, we grow them right over there. They're sun-dried. We might. And it was like a good restaurant. It's like, this is going to be the best tomato. Yeah. And it was garbage. Well, also, tomatoes, t- sidebar, tomatoes are, have lost a lot of flavor because of the way that they're grown and whatever. Sure. Like, if you ever have, like, one at a farmer's market that's, like, red as fuck, put some salt on that. You're doing it now. You're trying to catch me. I don't, like, no, I, I don't, I like don't understand how people... <laughs> a good tomato. Anyway. There's no such thing as a good You should tomato. keep trying them because what happens if, like, I love, like, a good olive now? Yes. What yeah. if I just kind of dis- decided I don't like olives? So yeah. the kids, I'm always like, but we always try things. Yeah, and come back to it later. I mean, it is so tough when you get adults... That like only eat chicken fingers and like French fries and stuff or whatever. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Or it's yeah, it's like not being able to catch your keys. You're gonna get talked about. I had a friend in college like that who was just like, "Can I have a cheeseburger plain?" <laughs> I was like, oh boy. <laughs> and there is, you know, to that point of like keeping coming back to stuff. There is actually our taste buds get worse as we get older. You talk about how you like olives now, right? Mm-hmm. That's a really intense flavor. An olive to a kid is like just too much it's way too much of everything and it's only because our taste buds are worn down by life maybe (laughs) or because parents think kids don't like olives but we give them everything black olives are like crack cocaine to our three-year-old interesting talk about salt overload we got to be careful there but like she'll she would eat a whole can of black olives that's amazing they love them. I mean, our five and seven year old are very adventurous because they've grown up like that. We always have to try everything. And if something doesn't look good, they have now started selling the three year old like, hey, hey, it tastes like candy. It tastes like candy. Even if it's not sweet, but if it's just so good. Yeah, it's I, I do wonder how much of it is just luck of the draw. I don't know. Or somewhere we went wrong. I, there's just such a rejection of anything that looks weird or has a different texture it's like you get one lick and it's just no and if and to even get a bite out of it you're gonna have an argument oh here's another little trick when they're hungry i will almost always serve the kids with the thing they like least first yeah also kids prefer smaller things they will prefer a smaller snack over a larger snack smaller bites over larger bites i don't know it's like fun to eat Mm -hmm. so i'll start with like two tiny sprigs of broccoli on their plate. And they're like, what? Where's the rest of the dinner? I'm like, that's what we're starting with. Uh-huh. And they're kind of hungry and they'll eat like one sprig with that's doused in butter. I'll have another one. Okay. And then I'll, oh, go drop another couple broccolis, another little, mm-hmm. the, the pizza has not come yet. Yeah. So then they're starving and they're just pounding this broccoli. Yeah. And they've already finished the broccoli by the time the pizza comes. Because think about a plate with a slice of pizza and broccoli. 
It's like, you're not going to touch that broccoli. Yeah, right. Like sometimes I'll cook a steak and we'll have macaroni and cheese and broccoli because she kind of likes all those. Yeah. But the macaroni and cheese is gone first. Yeah. She'll ask for more macaroni and cheese before she even have the steak, even though she likes the steak. But I've done a little bit of that with putting the thing that I really want them to eat most on the plate first. My wife, and I get this, she's like, I don't want to be gatekeeping her her food uh, in that way or, yeah. or dictating how many bites of what she's got to eat. But it is funny. It's like she'll ask for more macaroni and cheese and be like, well, could you eat some of your, you know, your carrots first? And then she's like, how many? Yeah, it's so annoying. And we've always been saying we don't want to assign a certain number. But then she's like... If you want me to wear 47 pieces of flair, tell me to wear 47 pieces of flair. Right. Don't just fucking right. say, eat some carrots. I, like, how many do I have to eat before I can go back to eating the thing I want? It's so hard for me to say out of that gatekeeping yeah. power struggle. I completely agree. And talk about gatekeeping. I fucking hate when they ask for snacks. Can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? Can I have this? You know, we just switched it up because we, we copied one of our Dutch friends that did this. We were we had all these kind of shitty snacks in our house. Gummy snacks, fruit snacks, you know, Rice Krispie treats. And those are like special. But that's all they want. So we're just like, you know what, guys? This is the last time. They're all gone now. We're never having that again. We'll have candy or ice cream out. Mm-hmm. But in our house, we made a new snack drawer in the fridge and a snack drawer in the pantry. And it's like, don't fucking ask us. Just eat whatever the fuck you want all the time. Because now it's all good in the house. It's carrot sticks with their own little ranch squirter. It's blueberries. It's cheese sticks. It's stuff that like, go ahead. Anything they want in there, they can go get it anytime. Go hog wild. Because why do we have like shit in our house anyway? Because it tastes good. It tastes good. And also, I was using food as a way to get the kids to comply. Mm-hmm. So I had these gummy packs, these Mott's gummy packs from Costco. And I'd be like... Like, okay, guys, we're going. Like, I don't want to go. I'm like, gummy packs? They're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then my wife's like, dude, stop using food as a fucking... And I I, I agree. It's, yeah. it's a little weird. Yeah, it's great. It's a weird relationship to food. Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea. Just put it... Because I do think ultimately a lot of what we've run into is my daughter feeling like she is disempowered in the quest to find food. Like, she'll say, I don't like this. And we're immediately frustrated. And I'll be like, well, you got to eat something. Like, we can't just have a dinner of snacks. But the more I can involve her, I'm like, okay, let's go look in the pantry together. Oh, we have some of this. What if we, like, put some peanut butter on a banana? Okay, not a banana. Like, we do have some apple. And, like, the more she can be a part of game planning what she is going to eat, I think a lot of it for her is just about control. Yeah. And if you think about, you know, the areas where people often have the most conflicts with their kids around food, around sleep, it's all where the kids kind of realize it's like, well, they can't make me. They can't make me go to sleep. They can't make me eat anything. Right. So they do have the ultimate trump card there. That's one of the reasons I like what your Dutch friends did with just the accessible snacks that are all kind of acceptable is it's like the power is in your hands and also quit fucking asking me. Yeah, it's just so annoying where I'm, I'm gatekeeping the food all the time. Can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? It's like, ugh. I'm just trying to play Monopoly with you. I don't give a fuck about the snacks. Just There is, I, I read a thing that I thought was interesting that one of the reasons that kids tend to like snack food and processed food so much more is that it's the exact same every time. Mm-hmm. Every goldfish is exactly the same as every other goldfish in the universe. But you bite into two blueberries, one might be the sweetest, tastiest thing you ever had, and then the very next blueberry might be kind of mushy and bitter. Yeah. 
and that that particularly for kids who are really um, texture sensitive, mm-hmm. which I think our daughter is, I kind of am too. Like I love mushrooms, but I still don't. I I just need to not think about it too hard when I'm biting into them because yeah. I think mushrooms would be my favorite food just based purely on taste, but they come way down the rankings because the texture is weird. But anyways, for kids for whom texture is a big deal, snacks, processed foods, they know exactly what they're getting into. Whereas when you bite into a piece of fruit, you're rolling the dice a little bit. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And you know, here's another little trick that we do. I just thought of it is at the dinner table, especially with multiple kids, I'll kind of gamify it a little bit. And I don't know if this is proper or not, but it works. I'll be like, who can make the best mix bite? Because I'm like, guys, life is all about mixed bites and like combining foods, especially like Thanksgiving. I'm like, who can make it? I don't even know if mixed bite is a correct piece of language, but like. I know exactly what you mean, though. We say it so much. Like have a mixed bite. Like, who's got the best mixed bite? And like, I got one. It's um a chicken, a broccoli, and a little bit of barbecue sauce. And like, oh, I, I got a better one. I'm like, who's got a better mixed bite? The most effective thing I've ever figured out is if there's a veggie that she doesn't really want to eat. Some things she just won't. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. She's just, no. But the things like broccoli where she's like, I don't really want it. I want more macaroni and cheese. If I go for the like, whatever you do. Don't eat that. Do not eat that broccoli. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the more I can sell it, like she'll get it close to her mouth and be like, do not. And then she'll eat it. But then I got to fucking bring an A-game performance for every single bite. It's exhausting. Oh, yeah. We do the exact same thing, but ours is slightly different. I will be like, can you make me a bite there, please? Okay, put it on your plate there for a second and save it for me. And then I look away. I'm like, do not eat that while I look away. (laughs) And then I look away and I'm like, oh, look at that beautiful sunset over there. And then, did you eat my bite? Did you eat my bite? Classic. I cannot believe that you ate my bite. And they just think it's hilarious. And they're like, do it again, do it again. I've gotten them to where they're not eating at all to finish the entire plate. But to your point, it's kind of fucking exhausting it's like what am i gotta be a monkey for all of dinner yeah, yeah it's a and lot we could be teaching the wrong thing but sometimes you just gotta there's nothing better than when your kids sleep and when your kids eat that's uh, great it's like oh crushing it yeah amazing. yeah you just feel like you're taking really good care of them yeah yeah the mixed bite thing is interesting that again points to like i wonder if some of this is just hardwiring because my daughter is a deconstructionist oh yeah can't so touch she's Food can't touch. i mean she's like touching it touched, I'm not eating that bite of this thing I love because it touched that one chive that fell off of your plate. It, it's similar to like, you've seen like when people talk about uh, fine wines, it's all about perception. Even the top sommeliers, uh, apologies, fine wine drinkers, if you put like some sort of trickery thing, like a thousand dollar label on two buck chuck, people will, you kind of mentally are like, okay, I see it. The notes, fruity, is so amazing, this wine. And it was, they, they switched the wines. That is a good point. Cause there's times when it's like, she'll do that thing where she'll just lick it and then immediately be like, don't like it. And I really feel like God, you are not giving this food a chance. And the truth is she's probably not because what you go in expecting has such a huge influence on how you physically taste it. Yeah. Two, two other data points. One, um, parents who are picky eaters, typically the kids are picky eaters, obviously probably just modeling behavior. Um, so even if you don't like tomatoes, not being like, ew, tomatoes, it shows them that like, that's like a common thing to do. And then the other one is, this is an interesting factoid that like researchers found that when parents were strict about the foods that the child could and couldn't eat, um, and were demanding about the kids eating, the child was more likely to be a picky eater. But that could be correlation due to the fact that if your kid's a picky eater, 
There's a lot of then you get a little more strict. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But, I think we. Yeah, we've had a little bit of that. You know, self-perpetuating cyclical thing happening at times in yeah. our house. Um, yeah, which is a shame. And also, I'm pretty hypocritical because I'm like, no food after after dinner. And then they're in bed and they're like, I just want a little snack. I'm like, we don't do that around here. Meanwhile, an hour later, I'm Until watching. Until after you go to sleep. Until after you go to sleep. They come up and they're like, I had a nightmare. Why are you eating a whole box of Cheez-Its, Dad? Yeah. Yikes. My wife, yesterday, I was like, babe, did you mean to leave the oven on? It was all about bedtime. And she just like walks up to me. She's like, I'm making secret cookies. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is like my downfall from a health perspective. From like 7 a.m. to 10 p.m., I eat like a professional athlete. And from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., I eat like a fucking college kid. It's so dumb. And I like undo all of the yeah. healthy shit I've done. Oh, I, Yeah. And yeah. It, for me, if I don't have a plan like of what I'm going to eat, I literally am just a human garbage collector. Like I don't typically make my own breakfast. I'll just be like, okay. I'm going to eat whatever the kids don't eat. So either some days I don't get breakfast or some days I end up eating three full breakfasts and yeah. because I don't want to waste food. Yeah. And then my waistline takes the hit from that. Yeah. And it's like, I think I'm, I think I'm worthy of like actually making my own breakfast. <laughs> you deserve your own goddamn meal. Yeah, that's right. The, the last thing that I was wondering, and gosh, I mean, I don't know, this is a whole nother can of worms, but how do you talk to your kids about being healthy? We were somewhere the other day and we saw a guy that was really, really heavy. And my daughter just, she kind of knows that you're not supposed to talk about it in front of people. But she said, is, she said, is that sad? And I was like, uh, no, I mean, he might be a really happy person. There's a lot of wonderful people. Like, I don't want her to ever look at somebody who is heavy to look down on them or think that, that they have some kind of deficiency or anything like that. But I also... Do you feel better when your body feels better and you're a happier person when you're able to move? And ultimately, the reason that we keep putting vegetables in front of her is that they will help her grow and be strong and help her brain and help her be fast, what she wants to be. We do talk a lot about, like, God, if you really want to be fast and strong, which I know is important to you, we got to eat protein. Yeah. But you don't want to give your kid a eating disorder or make them somehow like any person they see that walks down the road that struggles with their weight is some, you know, leper. So that's tricky, too that balance. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, it comes down to everything that we always say, just communication with the kids, talking about it a lot. Education, just so you know, I've been trying to teach them what protein is. Mm -hmm. We talk about it, that when you guys are outside digging a hole in the ground, you are ripping your muscles in a very small way. And then over the next two or three days, those muscles are going to rebuild, but they need protein to do it. So that's how you become a big strong. And they're always like, how did you get so big, dad? And I always try to bring that along, mm -hmm. talking about the relationship of food and growth and mind mm -hmm. health. Well, just your kids seeing you. I mean, we haven't talked that much about this on this podcast in general, which is kind of insane, but you're fucking training for the Olympics. You're like one of the 12, aren't you one of the 12 fastest people in the country at Schemo at this yeah, point? For that, for that event, yeah. For that event. And you've gone from having a self-proclaimed dad bod to having not such a dad bod. So just them seeing you get in really, really, really good shape as you have, it comes down to that thing that we always say again, which is like, your kids don't listen to you, they watch you. Right now you're modeling for them what the impact is of of living really healthy and they're seeing it. Yeah, I do like what you were saying about really explaining protein and muscle tears because again, I think it just puts them more in charge where they feel like, oh, it's not just that this food is being put in front of me and I have to eat it, but oh, I'm a part of being a healthy person. I got a role to play. Yeah. I, I make the analogy all the time that like, we're like a car. 
or like a machine or like an airplane that needs fuel. Mm -hmm. So we got to put the right fuel mix in there. So, so they kind of understand the difference between carbs, proteins and fats. Yeah. And so we talk about that a lot that like, you know, they're like, will fat make you fat? I'm like, no, anything can. It's not that, but you need protein to build the muscle. You need carbs as like the jet fuel, the engine, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't just eat carbs because then the muscle starts to break. Yeah. You know, you can't just eat protein. You need a lot of different things. Yeah, that's right. a point of emphasis. It's like it, ha- it has to be variety. Too much of anything is not good. But then it's like, let's find fun things that you like to eat. And then like when we find something like you found like baby carrots with your daughter and they like that, then you can kind of say like, guys, this is a snack that you can eat as much as you want. Pretty much anytime you want. Anytime you want. You know, yeah. like if you're going to just pound a bunch of carrots, it's like. Great. Yeah. We'll get into dumb shit where we're like, don't eat all those carrots right before dinner. We got you a grilled cheese. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Sorry, eat your carrots. Sorry, I'll shut up. Which maybe points to the role that we have played in the power struggle, which is like, we got you this for dinner or we made you this for dinner. You're supposed to eat this for dinner. Because my wife's also a really good cook. She'll like, you know, cook something really, really, really good. And she'll be bringing it to the table and her daughter will see it and she'll just go, Ew. And we always say, like, don't know somebody else's yum. Like, you got to try it. But she'll just be kind of a dick about it. And then she'll try it and she'll be like, eh. And then, like, you know, she'll have a pouch. And she'll be like, this pouch, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> that chicken cordon bleu is horse shit, mom. Yeah, that's, that's rough. Just got to take the struggle out of it. Just make it just about food. As soon as it becomes about something else, it's a lot harder. But also, some of this makes me feel a little bit better that maybe there is just variation from one kid to the next. That yeah. some kids are just like, yeah, I'm fucking down. And other kids are like, that's weird. And it's really hard to get over that hump. I am so lucky that I don't like sweets or soda or anything. I literally, when people are like, who wants dessert? I'm like, could I just get a slice of lasagna for dessert? Like, I don't understand why you would want to eat a cheesecake unless you're stoned. When there's lasagna in the world. When the wheels come off is when I'm like, ooh, a little ice cream. That's nice and sweet. And I'm like, ooh, a lasagna. I'm like, ooh, but now I need dessert. <laughs> ooh, a little ice cream. You know, you just go back and forth, just ping pong. Those are not good nights. <laughs> <laughs>